This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, happy Wednesday, y'all. Get excited for today's episode because we're going to be tackling self-care, which is something that so many of us moms think sounds good, but don't actually practice on a regular basis. The truth is self-care is not a one-size-fits-all concept. It's going to look different for everyone and that's okay. So if you hate journaling or meditating sounds hokey to you, buckle up, friend, because with today's guest, we're about to bust all kinds of preconceived notions about self-care. Today's guest is a self-care and mindset coach who helps women create sustainable routines to prevent burnout and promotes better self-care. She got her start coaching women from behind the chair as a hairstylist and dove deep into the work of self-care after going through her own experience with burnout. Her written work can be found on sites such as Mama Minimalist, The Hive, and Morning Laziness. And she has been featured on several podcasts, including Healing Unscripted and All Things Relax. When she isn't helping people feel good inside and out, she enjoys reading personal development books, being a lazy gardener, and sharing meals with friends. She lives in central Illinois with her husband, Brett, her black lab, Clark, and her sassy calico cat, Lois. Connect with her on Instagram at Simply Bentley and check out her amazing self-care tools at simplybentley.com. Kelsey Bentley, welcome to the show. So good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here and to connect with you again. Yes, me too. So we met, for all of you listening, Kelsey and I met at this sort of mastermind workshop that was held by Ruth Sukup where we were both trying to figure out our voice and our messaging with our audience. And we became fast friends and we've been sort of following each other on Instagram, but haven't really gotten to see each other again with everything that's happened over the last 18 months with the pandemic. And it's just so great to have you here and to be able to bring your voice to my people. I mean, I I just love following you on Instagram. I think that your posts are hilarious. I laugh out loud. (laughs) But they also make me stop and think. And I really feel like you are redefining what self-care means. I think, you know, that's something moms in particular need to hear because we tend to struggle with making self-care a priority. But you say self-care can be customized. So let's start with that. Tell us more about that. Oh, man. There's so many ways we could go with that. And um, thank you for the compliments on my Instagram. I have so much fun putting all that together. Um, So I think. Oh, where to start? So I think, first of all, 
it should be customized not only to your desires, your routines, your interests, but also the season of life you're in, the time of year. I mean, there's so many ways. And I think that too often we read things like I, total disclaimer, I think the miracle morning is great for the right people, but it's the one that's the easiest to pick on because it's like, (laughs) here are the steps you must do. You must spend an hour doing them and you must do them every day for it to work or you will fail at all the things. (laughs) I just can't with that. So let's just pause for a second. So The Miracle Morning is obviously a book, and I forget who it's by. Hal Elrod. Yes. And it, yeah. it had like a very, like burst onto the scene and everyone was reading it. Everyone's like, okay, we got to wake up at 5 a.m. and mm-hmm. do all these things for our morning routine. And you say hogwash. Yes. In fact, I, <laughs> okay, like funny story. I actually have um, a YouTube video that's like, um, all the reasons you don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. or why I stopped waking. I can't remember how I phrased it on there. But yeah, like, and basically saying exactly what I just told you, just that, you know, we have different needs, different phases of life, all these things that contribute to when our energy is high or when we can do certain things. And all of that should matter when you're looking at your self-care and how you are nurturing yourself in all the ways that you need to nurture yourself too. Right. So for example, say my season of life is I have one kid in preschool and one kid who is still home with me during the day. How Mm -hmm. do I, where do I start with that? So I like to tell people the best way to, um, the best way to care for yourself is really by doing a little recon first. So it involves looking at those most challenging things, the things that trip you up throughout the day, the things where you feel really stuck, the things that just get in the way of you actually doing the things that you feel like you need to do, of you actually getting a hot cup of coffee in the morning and not getting to it at 1030 by the time it's gotten cold because you're a mom and you're chasing around your kids or carpooling or whatever. And so look at all these different things. You know, actually, um, just this morning I put a post out because I had this realization, like I've started doing yoga every morning and I used to be so jealous of all those people. And total disclaimer, I don't have kids, but this is just one example of all the things that you can look at leading up to that. You know, with my schedule as a hairstylist, I prep for dinner in the morning and my husband finishes it when he gets home. But if I prep it at a different time, then I have more time in the morning because I'm not doing that. Or if I haven't planned ahead or even know what's for dinner, then that creates this whole other task and this whole other amount of like mental clutter that I have to deal with. And the same would be for a mom, you know, like you said, one in preschool and one at home. What are those things? Is it having um, carpool issues? Is it trying to juggle a nap time? What are the things that are stressing you out that maybe need another look? Got it. So we have to like take a step back first and figure Mm -hmm. out where am I tripping up? Because if I don't know that, just waking up earlier to meditate is sort of like a Band-Aid fix. I'm not actually addressing the problem. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. And honestly, waking up earlier is not, I won't say it's not the fix, but it's not always the fix because if you're not taking anything off of your plate already, if you're not removing some things, waking up earlier is just going to ensure that you're more tired. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's all it's going to do. 
Well, so you, I've seen you talk about also having like a nighttime routine and that's mm-hmm. your, instead of having a set morning routine that where you have to wake up early. I mean, we would probably all have a morning routine, even if we don't quote unquote wake up early. There are certain things we do in a certain order, but you talk specifically about a nighttime routine as setting yourself up for your self care. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So this, um, this actually, I think, is the thing that should be the precursor to even thinking about starting a morning routine. Everybody wants to get on the morning routine bandwagon. And I love a morning routine. I'm That's something I've worked on really hard over the past year. But having that nighttime routine, again, looking at the obstacles in the morning, if getting the coffee made, for instance, in our cold coffee example, you know, right. if you're not even able to get to the coffee to make it, until, you know, a couple hours into the day and then the cup sits there cold, you're not going to ever have a hot cup of coffee. If you prep that coffee the night before, you can wake up or program your coffee pot or whatever you do. And when you wake up, it's there and it's ready and you can have that cup of coffee and sit and have 30 seconds to yourself before you jump into the day. Or even just small things like making sure that Wherever you sit in the morning, if you get to sit down in the morning for a second, making sure that space is, you know, clear and it's, you don't have yesterday's bowl of cereal sitting there or anything <laughs> like that. It's all these small things that can really contribute to an overall sense of well being. And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I love that. I saw that you had posted something something similar. Like if I take a bath and then I get out of the bath and I... Yeah. What was it like? I realized I don't have anything to cook for dinner. My yeah. self care like needs to start with, like I'm not in, I'm not starting in the right place by taking the bath. The bath is not exactly. actually taking care of me. <laughs> yes, if you walk out of the bathroom from your luxuriating spa bath time, but you walk out and the kids are crying because they're hungry and the fridge is only full of crusty leftovers and expired condiments, then you got bigger problems. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So I I think what I'm hearing you say is that self-care really can start with kind of taking back your time, mm-hmm. right? They kind of go hand in hand. Mm. Yes, you gotta absolutely. Make, make time for those other things so that you can get self-care like kind of front and like you can actually tackle it. Yeah. So how do we start with that? Like what are some things that you that you recommend for starting small with that? So again, I think the... So my method, um, I call it the spark method and it's five steps, but the very first one is to set yourself up for success. And it's all those things that we were talking about, taking a look at the nagging tasks, the things that are on your mind that are taking up room in your head and just getting those out and then seeing what really you can do with them. So you have the option. There's really kind of four options about routine things like nagging tasks. So, oh, I need to order a new filter for the refrigerator or, 
oh, I've got to, you know, just all those things that kind of rattle around in your brain that take up a lot of space and then eventually take up a lot of time because you're almost paralyzed because you're like, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And so getting all of those things out and then you can decide, is this something I can just eliminate? Like maybe I've been worrying myself about it and I don't actually need to. Is it something I can just streamline? You know, for me, that's my evening routine. I have a Sunday prep routine where I prep meals and stuff like that for the week. Is it something I can delegate? And delegate doesn't have to mean like bossing around your husband or your children. (laughs) Delegate can be, you know, maybe you hire somebody for 20 bucks an hour to come clean your bathrooms every week or simple things like that. Like when you start to look into them, there are small ways to take things off your plate and they're generally not as big of a deal as you think. Like a lot of people, and this was something that um, somebody else that I talked to had mentioned the whole, you know, hire someone to clean your bathroom. I think we have these ideas about, oh, that's, you know, that's for rich people or that's for a certain kind of person. That's not for me. Like, or maybe I stay at home all day. Why shouldn't I clean my own bathroom? Right. Because you have other things to do. You, you deserve to do that. And if you really need a good reason, you're giving somebody gainful employment. So totally agree. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Or, and this is, I feel like this one should be used sparingly, but you can keep things and then just choose to change your mindset about them. But really, I think for the most part, those first three, when it comes to nagging tasks, those first three can solve most things. Yes. And I think for moms, I call it outsourcing. It's, yeah. it's the key to, to survival. I mean, not, and then to go from survival to thriving because you, you cannot do everything by yourself. And there is, I think, for those of us who have stayed home, that feeling like, well, I'm home all day. So like, why, like I should probably be the one who like cleans the kitchen and cleans the bathrooms. However, you're not just sitting home staring at the TV. I, I, I mean, and you know this, moms, you know this, you, you are doing everything. You are, first of all, making sure those humans don't die, right? Like bare minimum, <laughs> which is, which is a little trickier than it sounds. It's sometimes, especially when they're really little, like I'll just speak for myself. I used to like watch them breathe while they were sleeping because I was just nervous. So that took up some time as well. And then you you just have all these things to do as a mom, not the least of which is making sure you get dinner on the table, making sure that everyone gets picked up, dropped off, that everyone is healthy and safe. And I think there should be no shame, no shame in asking for help. It all goes, and that's a form of self-care is asking for help. And then mm-hmm. to actually take something off your plate by asking for help, by gainfully employing somebody for some, and you'd be surprised for not a lot of money. You can find people on care.com to do housework, not just to care for your kids. And then you free yourself up to have that space to look at, okay, what do I really want to do to take care of myself? Even if it's just for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I recently read um, Rachel Rogers' new book, We Should All Be Millionaires. And it is, it's geared a lot towards entrepreneurs, but I think that most, most women should read this book. Um, and one thing that she talks about, you know, to your point of you're not just sitting around all day watching TV. Right. Um, she talks about how, you know, we might feel guilty about needing to outsource or delegate or however you want to say it, but an average household manager, because women, as we know, women take on a lot of the um, 
the mental responsibilities of households, you know, making sure the hand soap doesn't run out and making sure everybody, you know, knowing what size clothes everybody wears and all, all the things, you know, and she talks about how household managers, like if you have someone to do all of that work for your household, the average pay for them is like a hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Do not doubt it. So that's what you're worth ladies. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. So all of that on top of the actual physical labor that's happening in your house, there is no shame in figuring something else out or outsourcing or delegating or just deciding, you know what? We just don't do that here. Yeah. I love that. I love that mindset. We just don't do that here. No, no. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash confidence. And purchase yours today for just $29. Yeah. So for a a long time before COVID, I'll have to admit that since COVID, I haven't been, I've been a little pickier about who comes into my house, (laughs) but I did have a, a person who came every single Monday and she did my laundry and my dishes. And then she came every other Wednesday in addition to the Monday. So every other week, she was there twice a week mm-hmm. to clean the house. And mm-hmm. it took so much off my plate and it, like you said, gainfully employed her. And it gives me that mental space to to clear that fog and to be able to say, okay, this is how I choose to take care of myself. Because taking care of yourself is part of loving yourself. And loving yourself is a skill that your children need to see you employ a hundred percent. I personally do like waking up a little bit earlier. I don't want to wake up to mom, where's my son? Mom, I can't find my black lagging. I don't want to wake up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do wake up a little bit earlier, but I, I mean, I guess to your point, you don't have to. Right. So what are some things you do? Like what, what are some self-care actual like activities you you do? So that being said, it was actually really funny because not long after I made my Randy video about you don't have to wake up early, I actually started <laughs> waking up early. That's so funny. Um, and I was never one to sleep late because my husband is always up, you know, and that wakes me up, which is not a big deal. Um, I think there's a lot of, so I do wake up early. That morning quiet time to myself um, 
is so important. It just totally sets up my day. And I mean, I think that you and I have talked about that previously as well. So having that morning to set myself up and just slowly building on the routine. So first it was just get up and sit quietly with coffee. And then it was add journaling. And then it was add some, you know, uh, like meditation time. And like recently, like I said, recently I've added yoga to my mornings because I've done all these other things that maybe aren't viewed as really traditional self-care, you know, every Sunday cutting up all the vegetables that I buy at the grocery store so that it's easier to make uh, lunch and dinner throughout the week. A lot of people don't see that as self-care, but it allows me to care for myself because there was a time working behind the chair and I still work behind the chair as a hairstylist, but there was a time when I would be working behind the chair, but I had overdone it so much. I had given so much of my time away and all of my breaks and all the things I was getting so hungry I almost passed out behind the chair working on clients several times. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. Yes. And that was really kind of an eye opener. I'm like, my body is rejecting this. So yeah. a lot of a lot of what's seen as, you know, just normal care tasks are self-care to me. I totally love I like how you broke that down. And to me, it sounds like it's a domino effect. So you've mm-hmm. identified what your lead domino is when it comes to self-care. And it's kind of like what we were talking about before, you know, making sure all your ducks are lined up so that you're able to execute on your plan. Mm-hmm. I, I can go take the bath, but if I have nothing to eat when I get out, then I haven't really taken care of myself. So it's cutting the vegetables on Sunday right. so that I have all my meals prepared and that I don't even have to think about that allows me to wake up earlier, to do, to journal, to meditate, to, to do yoga. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's really important for moms to hear because we don't have to jump into it and like bite off, you know, half the elephant. We can eat it one bite at a time. And the first bite might be something as simple as figuring out what you can get out of the way so that you can actually start doing something that maybe you've been wanting to try. So, or maybe it's just something as simple as I have this fiction novel and I want to read it and I never have time to read it. But if I didn't have to do X, Y, Z, I would. So what are those things? You guys think about what those things are. Cause that's really That's a really great trick. Yeah. And I mean, exactly like what you're saying, just because the yoga and the meditation and the journaling is what's working for me, that is not, again, it's custom. That's not what it has to mean for somebody else. Maybe it's you get up in the morning and you, I don't know, do some origami or watercolor painting because you have a hobby. Yeah, scrapbooking, you know, whatever that thing is that you don't feel like you have time for. And again, you don't have to do it in the morning, but Maybe during nap time, that's something that you can do instead of having to clean the bathroom or do the dishes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Do you see how it all connects? So beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I know that you have now delved into teaching women about this, like officially teaching them. So (laughs) you, um, I know you're releasing a free workshop. So tell us more about that. Yes. So one of the biggest things and the connection that I've made to almost everything is the ability to say no to things that don't matter to you. And I think too often, okay, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. It's kind of like a, kind of like a personality test meets spiritual development tool. Yeah. I've never taken it though. So I'm an Enneagram two, which is the helper. And (laughs) when you are an Enneagram 2 and you have poor boundaries, bad things can happen. Yeah. 
And so learning to say no and to be able to do it with kindness, compassion, and empathy has been life-changing for me. I mean, I really feel like that is exactly where everything else stems from because until I slowed down enough, until I was able to slow down because I said no to something that didn't matter to me, that is when I started to realize what my actual needs were. And then, like you said, it's a domino effect. Once you realize your needs, then you can start cultivating the kind of lifestyle and habits and routines that actually allow you to be who you want to be. And so in my workshop, I go over three steps that I use to start saying no and realizing the things that don't matter and that it's not that big of a deal to say no to those things that don't matter. Yeah. And again, it's saying no to things that don't matter to you. How many of you are saying yes to things that don't matter to you? And perhaps you don't even think about it that way because you think, well, obviously if I'm saying yes, it matters to me, but maybe it's actually, it matters to you how you might be perceived, but actually doing the task or taking on the whatever it is, doesn't matter to you. So I think that's a conversation that you have to have with yourself and you have to be honest. And I I always tell women too, when you say no, you're giving somebody else a chance to say yes. And it's probably something that does matter to them and that they would be really good at. And again, just like the gainful employment and that's that way things work together and align to make things easier. It's just so beautiful. So how was it the first time you had to start saying no? Like, how did you build up that courage? Oh, oh man. Um, so, you know, and this is something I think you hit on a really good point when you said, sometimes you say yes, because it's how you might be perceived. And I think a lot of times when we're saying yes, when we'd like to say no, we really end up, um, we're doing it to try and control the other person's reaction. Yes. I love and, that. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And so when you realize that, number one, you you can't control their reaction, even if you tell them what you think they want to hear. Of course. Um, so realizing that, that kind of sick, nervous feeling of what are they going to think of me? You know, what's going to happen when I say no? Like, are they going to yell at me? I will tell you, I've never had anybody yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> So back to your point, how I got started with saying no was number one, just realizing there's like a hierarchy of things that we can say yes to. And by starting, like you're almost, and I talk about this in my workshop, like you're practicing on those things that are not important on the hierarchy. Right. (laughs) Those are not top level things. Like I use the example of being at the salon. So I have clients that come to me Every single, you know, every month, every number of weeks, you know, they're very good clients. I've been seeing them for a long time. They're well-established. They're great to work with. And I also have clients that I don't see as frequently. I have some that just call me, you know, at the holidays. They want their hair done for the holidays or once or twice a year. And, you know, I mean, some of those clients, don't get me wrong, some of those clients are amazing clients and I love seeing them. I'm happy to hear from them. And then I have some clients who, you know, only call when somebody else couldn't get them in. Right. And, you know, I'm like a last resort for them or something and they want in right now. Of course they do. Of course (laughs) they do. And if I say yes to that person, I and potentially saying no to somebody who is a good client, who is, you know, a part of my career now because I've seen them so long. And so really kind of practicing on those things that were not things and people, I shouldn't say things like in this context, but practicing on things, people, situations that were not so emotionally close to like, 
I'm not saying like, please do not try to start by saying no, like to your mom or something. Right. <laughs> right. We start, start small, like anything we, else. We start small. Yeah. Like when the waitress asks if you want a straw or the, the server, sorry, the server, if the server asks if you want a straw and you don't want a straw, just say, oh, no, thanks. You know, like, right, right. No, I know. Things. Sometimes we, we, we're like, oh, like, you know, what's a good example when people are handing out flyers and you don't yes. want to take the flyer, but you still oh. take it. You could just yeah. be like, oh no, thank you. That's, yeah. Like don't waste the paper. Yeah. But we like, always, right. We take it. That's mm-hmm. a great, that's a great one to start with. Yeah. So starting like practicing on those things, getting used to your first instinct, not to be just to say yes to whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. now, okay. So I have a, like a devil's advocate question. All right. Let's hear it. So what if I have been putting my attention on something, right? Mm -hmm. I want it to manifest. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it just did, but I'm not sure if I should say yes to it because it doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look. So how do you navigate like those situations where you're like, 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 for example, let's say I wanted to, to do something in my business and then someone pops out of the woodwork and like offers me a service that would kind of do that. But then I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to pay for it. Maybe I should just say no, or should I say yes? Or how do you like, how do you deal with like intuition versus, I don't know, do I really want to say yes or no to this? Do you, do you, do you have that conundrum? I, <laughs> it is, that is hilarious because this literally happened to me in my business last week. Okay. Oh, awesome. Look at me. See? I know. We are we are on the same wavelength. So this happened to me in my business last week. You know, I've been working on a particular topic in my business and I was like, you know, I'm really working on this. And like you said, this opportunity popped up to work with someone one-on-one. And you know, it was it's a pretty big investment for my business and I was like, okay, I you know, I had worked with this person on like their free offers, things like that, but not closely before. And when the offer was made to work with her, um, it, I took a couple days to think about it. And I think the important thing is, is to really pause and listen to your body and ask yourself a great question that, um, that I journaled on was, is this a result? Like, is my hesitation a result of a past trauma related to this or a past negative experience related to this thing? Or is it, hesitation for, you know, being, um, I guess, nervous or excited about what's to come. Right. The unknown. The unknown. Yes. And so really the whole time, and I mean, this is very kind of a spiritual answer, I guess, but I mean, I think it works because I was like, okay, I need a sign. I need a sign. And a lot of people say, you know, like tell, tell your intuition. Okay. If I see a zebra, that means do that means do it, you know? And I, but I was like, a I, zebra. Don't know. A ze- I don't know. <laughs> In Illinois or South Florida, there might be a zebra walking around. There might be a zebra. And so I was like, okay, but I don't know what sign to ask for. I'm not kidding you, Nikki. I got an email from Rachel Rogers, the woman who wrote the book I referenced. Um, and her whole email was about if that thing comes up that you think is going to help you level up, do it. And like her whole email was about that there's you your know, sign. Yeah, taking the chance on yourself and investing in yourself and really examining your reasons why you wouldn't. So if you examine those reasons why you wouldn't and they're kind of found wanting, then I think okay, it's it's okay to do it. And her her point was that you should really um make these decisions and make them quickly because you're either going to get what you need from it or you will make 
you will get a lesson from it, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. And I know that's not like a fun answer. No, it's a great answer. But yeah, and I mean, true. I can't take any credit for that. That's all Rachel Rogers. I love her. Um, but that <laughs> that was my sign. So I start work with the woman next week. That's amazing. Yeah. I just I thought it was important to bring that up because mm-hmm. I think it is very important to say no. It's also important to to balance that or harmonize that with with when to say yes. And sometimes those decisions can be difficult. So I love the thought. Number one, you don't have to say it right away. Mm-hmm. So in, it. There's no rule that says you have to answer me immediately if somebody asks you a question, right? And then I love the the idea that um, if you feel like, you know, it might be something that you should say yes to, but you're just scared, it'll either be exactly what you need or, or you'll get a lesson from it, which is also probably something you need. So mm-hmm. just really, really good stuff. That's very helpful. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I mean, that's a pretty big decision to say yes or no to. Um, the biggest thing I think is too many times we're saying a whole lot of yes to little bitty things that don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I will bring something for the bake sale. And then we put all this pressure on ourselves like, oh, I have to make it homemade or it has to be like special or, you know, something extravagant. And it's like, even if it's important to you to bring something for the bake sale because the money is going to a great cause that's going to help the school or, or whatever the case, you know, who says that you have to make the treats yourself Agreed. or... I mean, maybe you have a sister-in-law who loves to bake and you're like, hey, you want to help me out? Like, I'll pay you X amount of dollars to make some treats for this bake sale. I'll take them to the bake sale. You right. know, it doesn't have to be. It. I think it's just navigating those choices that are just small things that we put un- unnecessary pressure on ourselves. I know. it's. Um, I'm, I, <laughs> do you watch, have you ever seen Schitt's Creek? I love Schitt's Creek. Okay, so do I. <laughs> so good. Yes. And there's a part where David is going to get his driver's license and he's doing this thing like where he's like thinking about like what everyone else thinks. And Alexis is like, David, nobody cares. Yes. And that's how it is with a lot of these little <laughs> things. Like you're it's it's like a like a Kathy comic where you're like building up in your head all the things that are gonna go wrong if you say no, and then you say no, and the person's like, Okay, no problem. And then they move on to find yes. someone who can say yes. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me, especially at work. You know, I'll be like stressing about like, oh man, I don't have any evening appointments for like several weeks. This person's going to be so mad and I'm freaking out. I'm going to have to tell them no. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, do you have any half days? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm off on Thursday. And I'm like, great, let's do Thursday. Right. <laughs> you know? Just say, just, just say it. Just say yeah. the, what, what you need to say. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Saying no is a, is a big, a big thing. So what else, what else do you recommend? I think identifying what your needs are, where you need the attention. And again, this is something that can definitely change seasonally. Um, identifying where you feel really depleted at. So are you, are you feeling things like, I just wish somebody would take care of me, or I just wish that somebody would clean my house for me because I'm so sick of cleaning my house. Identifying those things, because when those things are off of your plate, then you really have the ability to take care of yourself in a more holistic way. You have, you know, because there's different kinds of self-care. There's the self-care that's doing yoga. There's the self-care that's getting to see your friends, even if it's like on a Zoom call or something, like getting to talk with people. There's self-care that's, you know, 
up-leveling in your career because it brings you a lot of fulfillment. There's all yeah. these different ways of doing self-care. And so I think being really intentional about what it is you actually want. So identifying, saying no to the things you don't want, identifying your obstacles, and then it being intentional about what you are trying to create. I think that's that's like really the next big step in my opinion. That's awesome. I think that it's so great that you're creating a, a masterclass about this because so many women need to hear that. And I, and to to hear also that it can be a little bit of sort of like a recipe, like with steps that you follow and this, you know, mm-hmm. check things off your list is very encouraging because I think sometimes self-care seems like an amorphous topic. It's a, sort of intangible. It's like, what does that mean? How do I do it? Does this, mm-hmm. does this count? What I'm doing now, does this count as self-care? <laughs> and just to have someone tell you, you know, how to customize it. I think that's so awesome. So how do people sign up for the masterclass? So I will leave you a link. Um, I have a link. They can sign up. They'll get reminders. And then it's pre-recorded. So you can sign up, do it at your leisure. Um, I have I have an audio download if it's easier for you to listen on the go. And then there's like a little bit of a workbook to help you kind of realize because the masterclass is really just about getting started with that first step of saying no to all those things that don't matter to you. And then um, working through kind of some of the emotions that come up about feeling a little guilty about saying no. So all of that is all together. And you can, when you sign up, you get access to all of that. That's awesome. And then I'm sure there's also information on how to work with you more deeply mm-hmm. if, yes. if people want to do that. Yes. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Love that. So do I understand also that something awesome is happening tonight as of the day this podcast airs? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So one of the things that was a big challenge for me getting started with self-care was that I would learn lots of things and then I would not implement them. Mm-hmm. I had all this head knowledge or I would sign up for things, you know, like master classes or free workbooks or things like that. And then I would never do them. And I think part of that is not feeling like feeling a little disconnected from where that information was coming from. And so mm-hmm. I want people to be able to have their questions answered while it's happening. I want them to have like a more exciting kind of live version. So what I'm actually doing is tonight, um, if you sign up for the link, you can join me tonight and I will send out, I'll be emailing out a link and my masterclass, Not Today Satan, will be premiering on YouTube and I will be there live in the comments. So it's it's almost like a little bit easier than trying to teach it live because I'm not great at monitoring comments, but if you go on and watch it and you can type your comments or type your questions as they come up and I will be there in the comments answering those questions for you during the workshop. And so thank you. Yeah. Um, It was just something I wanted to do. Now it's not going to stay on YouTube. Like once it's over, I'm going to take it back down and you'll, you'll find it just in the portal that you get when you sign up for it. But um, it's there if you also need to access it again later, if you're like, wait, what did she say about that? It is there, but I wanted to have an opportunity for people to be there live and to really have their questions answered in real time. So they didn't have to like wait for a DM back or wait for an email back. You know, I will be there and I will answer questions for you. That's a great opportunity. So guys, I'm putting the link in the show notes. So register, make sure you catch it on YouTube tonight so that you can hear everything that Kelsey has to say in terms of answering questions. And she might even have some comments for you guys. And just to say it again, the name of the masterclass is Not Today Satan. Is that what you said? Yes. I love that. How did you come up with that? I think, 
I think over time, as I've gotten a little better at saying no to things, um, I always joke because last year was my 10th year doing hair. And in the beginning, like I said, I said yes to absolutely everything. And I, I am a person of tact. I don't want you to think that I am going around being rude to people or anything like that. Of course not. But you know, sometimes people ask you just like the most ridiculous things and you are like, not today, Satan. <laughs> and so, even though that's not what comes out of my mouth, even though it's like, you know what, I understand that that's really important to you, but it just doesn't align for me right now. That's what comes out of my mouth. But in my head, I'm a little more like, mm, not today. No, thank you. Yeah. And so I just want to pass that empowerment along to people who need it the most. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here. This has been incredibly enlightening. And I know that I was taking some notes. And <laughs> I just, I love what you're doing for women. And I know, especially for moms, we need to hear this. We need to know there is a way. There is a way for self-care to fit into my life. So thanks for doing what you do. And, and please keep doing it. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been such a joy. And anybody listening to this, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to answer questions. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram and I do put out a lot of stuff on Instagram just to kind of help you in your daily life, just little things that, you know, it's something that you can do right now to make getting self-care into your day a little bit easier. It's true. I will attest to that. It is, she's a great person to follow. And it's always in depth. And a lot of times she'll put the content in multiple photos. So you don't even have to read the caption sometimes. You know, you can just swipe and you get a lot of really great advice. So make sure you start following Kelsey at Simply Bentley. I'll put that link also in the show notes to make it one click easy for you. And thank you again, Kelsey, for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Kelsey Bentley. I hope you start implementing some of those self-care tricks. And if there are some things that don't matter to you that you need to start saying no to, make sure you attend her masterclass so that you can level up on how to start living a mom life you love. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.